I'm joined by Yvette Mutolo Firi, the chairperson of the Retirement Funds Institute of Namibia. What is the meaning behind the theme for this year's conference, the R3? Hmm. That's a very good question. And I think um, it's actually an abstract title if we look at it, R3. What is that about? And I, and I think that's what we wanted to achieve. We wanted people to ask themselves, you know, what is this about? And that takes us to what is ARFIN about? We want to create a relevant retirement funds industry. And what we mean with that is we want people to understand that everything that's done in the industry is to their benefit. Everything has to drill down to the benefit, the value to the person on the ground. So it's not just about the trustees, the funds, it's about the member on the ground. So the theme R3, the first R is relevance. Okay, so we're saying we are moving towards a relevant and uh, resilient, very important. After Regulation 510 and FEMA, we've realized more than ever that Namibia and the retirement funds industry is actually very resilient. People spoke out, their voices were heard, and we put a stop to something that we were not comfortable with. And what that has done is that the power brokers have gone back. They're now sitting and saying, what can we do differently? So yes, we want to be relevant and we want to be resilient. That word resilient is very powerful. And I want people to be able to associate the Retirement Funds Institute of Namibia with resilience. And then the other R in the three is resourced. What is that about? Now, that sounds very abstract. So it has to be relevant, resilient, and resourced, meaning that every person that retires within Namibia has to retire comfortably. It has to be a well-resourced industry, meaning that there's guidelines, there's this adequate governance to ensure that funds are doing what they should be doing, asset managers are doing what they should be doing, the regulators doing what it should be doing, and the Retirement Funds Institute of Namibia is in the middle, the bridge, bringing it all together. Hence, R3. We are moving towards a what? Relevant, resilient, and resourced retirement funds industry in Namibia. Wonderful. What would Arfin like to achieve as an ultimate outcome for the retirement industry from this conference? Sure. That's a very, very important question. To be honest, we would want people to start thinking as a people. <laughs> that sounds abstract again. <laughs> but we want our members. We want those that hear about the conference, to start seeing a unity, a conversation that we all want to have. So from this conference, we want people to take away a discussion of what are we going to do together? How are we going to solve the challenges that we see in the industry? It's not a NAMFISA problem. It's not a government problem. It's not the fund has a problem problem. It's a us issue. So that's the takeaway. So one of the key um, agenda items in the conference pack is to have takeaways. So at the end of day two, we're going to have key takeaways, which will continue the conversation of the, the key tenets of changes that we want to see, what we said during the conference, what will we do differently. We want to take that conversation into 2024 and we want to remain relevant. We don't want it to be a conference where we've just had great conversations, used big words, walked away feeling very smart. You know, we want to have a conversation that continues and a unified approach to making this particular industry in Namibia of retirement funds, which is a sustainability issue for the country. We want to make it an ongoing conversation through ARFIN as a bridge. What policymaking influence would ARFIN want to see emanate from the conference? Um, a bit of a painful one. But the first one is, is the issue of regulating in a vacuum. 
we would want to see policymakers, regulators um, look at cohesion when they write laws and guidelines and how we ought to conduct ourselves as industry leaders or funds, we want there to be alignment. We don't want the Income Tax Act to say A, B, C, D. Then the Pension Funds Act says F, G, and we cannot get that cohesion going when we try and comply as key stakeholders in the process. And because of that, we find that we are eroding the value proposition of the industry as a whole. So that's one of our key topics there. It's regulating in a vacuum. How do we bring cohesion in our laws? Where do we have this lack of alignment to bring that up and to deliberate that with the key power brokers and say, you know, Namfisa, you know, Namra. And you'll also notice that our keynote speaker this year is from Namra. We want to be a bridge. We want to have that conversation of us together. So that's one. The other issue is we talk about ESG. It's so important. And um, many times we focus so much on the E, but there's an S, you know. We want to look at that social impact. Interestingly, the social impact is impacted by what we do with our dollar, okay? We talk about the private companies need to invest in their corporate social responsibility, needs to look this way. But as funds, what do we do? How do we impact that S? And we impact the S, particularly in Namibia, looking at regulation now, within the unlisted space. And in the unlisted space, we are trying to stimulate our market, make it deeper. And I love the unlisted space because that's when we talk about building hostels. We are invested, as from the fund that I represent, we are invested in, in one unlisted company that is doing such a brilliant job building hostels. And we're talking about infrastructure, roads. We're making a difference. And that's the S, the social impact. So in that space of regulation, what we would want to see is that the unlisted asset managers, that those leaders are also regulated. We want to see corporate governance roll down to that level. We want to see unlisted asset, asset managers reporting on how well they did when they got the 10 million. How did they make it grow? Are they just making losses? What's happening in that space? And it's not just reporting back to the funds, but maybe reporting universally to a regulator that is able to take them to task and say, but you keep losing. What do you need to do differently? But that, that is a bigger conversation, but we need to start talking about it because regulation requires us to invest. But maybe in investing, we also need to have assurance that the dollar is going somewhere and we are not eroding the value for the member at the end of the day. So we don't want to have a situation where we are complying, but we are actually killing value for the member at the end of the day. So those type of discussions we will have at the, at the conference and we want to see change in that space. Do you see pension funds investing in the energy sector with the oil and gas industry seeing so much media attention? Absolutely. Our first topic at the conference is actually harvesting investment opportunities in Africa. We talk about a continental perspective and we have a very exciting speaker all the way from South Africa. Not that we are importing speakers, but he, he's done such a good job um, just deliberating the potential of Africa. And we think that Namibia needs to hear that. But the second um, topic we look at is a Namibian perspective. And this is also very exciting. And here we, we want to say... Yes, there's potential in Africa. Namibia is in Africa. What potential do we have from an investment perspective? What are the opportunities there? Emerging opportunities, existing opportunities, and how can funds participate better? 
you know, because we are participating, but we can do more. And what, what are the regulatory frameworks that we need to consider? Because there are some places, subspaces where we can't play. When can we start playing in those spaces? And maybe what do the role players that are waiting for us to join in that space, for example, the oil and gas, you know, what do they need? We need to invest in that. In, we need to get infrastructure going. We need to maybe roll out bursaries so that people are educated enough to be able to add value as Namibians. A lot needs to happen, but we need to recognize what it is, how far we can go in terms of the frameworks that govern us and responsibly participate. That's important. Yeah. Mm. Yvette, with the pension funds industry making up such a large portion of the GDP, what national benefits would you anticipate to come from the conference? We have a very interesting topic again. (laughs) And just right after the Namibian perspective, we've got um, GIPF that will be giving us their incubation program. And here we're talking about learnings. Look, we have to become a rich capital market. We have to deepen our markets. We have to get into the unlisted space. We have to have our own asset managers because we, we're importing so much of this, you know, skills and services. So what we're hoping is that this deliberations and learnings would inspire other funds to look into participating in these incubation programs or perhaps tweaking something that will work well, of course, within the regulatory framework, but taking ownership of the incubation program, creating their own initiatives and not seeing it as just something we have to comply with. So whether I put my money with this debt fund or that debt fund, it doesn't really matter as long as I'm not making a loss, but to put thinking into the process and say, well, Namibia needs investments in, uh, we need investment in agriculture. What is there? Maybe the smaller guys that don't really come and present to us, but maybe we are aware of that through this type of learnings that we'll get from JIPF other funds can get involved in it. So that's our expectation, that we will share information, funds will jump in, and that we will get in there together and make a difference. Yeah. Mm. Knowing that there is a local asset allocation requirement for fund investments of 45%, do you think this should be revisited and increased for funds to invest even more in local markets? (laughs) It's a difficult question. But a fair one. As I've alluded before, our markets are not deep enough and there's always an important to do adequate risk management. Our value proposition or what we stand for as ARFIN is to protect the benefit of the member on the ground to support trustees and funds and service providers to do the best they can to create the benefit for the member on the ground. So that balancing and reconciliation of how far what, what return, what risk can I accept is important. And if your markets are not deep enough, you can't simply increase the threshold and just comply for the sake of complying because you still need to protect that benefit of the member on the ground. So for this one, I would say, let's see how we are doing with the current thresholds. Let's see if there is room for us to go deeper, then we do so. Yeah. But at this juncture, let's optimize what we have. Yeah. Mm. Do you think Namibia has sufficient assets classes to maintain the level of investments and still provide a decent guarantee compared to international investments? Well, what we have can work for us for now and we can get a decent return. But comparatively, I think uh, when we talk about decent return, we should be talking about replacement values. And I don't think our replacement values are comparable in terms of uh, where the world sits, especially the developed countries. There's a lot of work that needs to be done in that space to really maximize returns 
for our members, but it's not necessarily that um, the industry is not doing enough. The member also has a role to play. So if you talk about our asset classes, yes, our regulations, it's intact. What we have, we can work with, but the markets are not deep enough. So we still need to develop. We still need to grow in that space. That's okay. But comparing returns, when we talk about returns, there's a part that members have to play, which is once your money has been invested for you and you change a job, don't just take the money and use it to buy a car. Leave it in there, let it grow as far as it can. When you compare that scenario to what's happening, for example, in Denmark or in the far developed countries, people don't necessarily have that approach to, to their retirement benefits. They don't just take it when they change jobs. <laughs> it stays in longer. It gets higher returns because it stays in longer. So there's a lot of factors that play a role. So when we talk about returns, these factors would erode our comparability. There's still a lot of education that we need to give our people and an appreciation that our people must have for why we invest in retirement. What does it mean for me? It's not a savings pocket that I can just withdraw from. There is a purpose. So there's a lot of um, education that needs to take place. In terms of our regulation, we are where we are. And I believe that we shouldn't just speak about change for the sake of change. We should maximize what we have. We should deepen our markets, get authentic Namibian companies to invest in, get um, CFAs, get Namibian CFAs. You know, we import so much of the skill, asset management houses, Namibian. You know? So instead of saying, let's, let's widen the regulation, let's do this, let's, why don't we look at what we have and see if we are maximizing the output? That's my view. And then Yvette, as the chairperson of ARFN, what message would you want to send to the public and possible attendees of the conference regarding the specific topics and aimed objectives as outcomes of the conference? Hmm. I just want to use the opportunity to first of all say that ARFN is a bridge. This conference is meant to be a collaborative platform or forum for all stakeholders. I want to encourage the public, members on the ground, it's not just for trustees. I want to encourage everybody to attend. Why? Because it's about your future. It's very important for you to have your say. And I, I love the Namibian nation for what we did with FEMA and Regulation 510. Um, and I, I, I appreciate the work that Namfisa had done in preparing FEMA. There are some attributes of FEMA that I sincerely appreciate. But what I want to say in terms of what the nation has done is what you don't understand. You're able to say, let's pause. And that's, that's, a, that's a good good outcome for me. So to the public, I want to say the same way you were able to say, hey, we don't understand this. Let's pause. Come to the conference and hear the topics that drive your returns. Hear the issues that, that compromise outcomes for you in terms of what you want to see as a percentage increase every year. And pause the conversation, put up your hand and say, but what do you mean? Take ownership. The Retirement Funds Institute is there to encourage retirement funds to communicate openly and effectively with their members, to promote members' knowledge and understanding of their funds. That's why we are there. And to encourage active participation from all stakeholders. So this conference is that platform. We want people, the funds, trustees, everybody to come and let's collaborate. I want to just take a moment to reiterate the topics that we have. And there's this one topic that I want to bring out and say, I really hope that the participants take much from it. So the first one, as I've mentioned before, is harvesting investment opportunities in Africa. 
We look at a continental perspective as well as a Namibian perspective. We look at a case study of GIPF, the incubation program, just to give an understanding of our markets, what's happening there, what have we tried. Um, then we look at another topic, which is addressing the S of ESG in Regulation 13. Hey, that's quite exciting. I'm quite. I'm looking forward to that one. And then we we speak about regulating in a vacuum, aligning regulatory goals. Very important. That's day one. We also talk about fintech. Namfisa is going to present on that. That's quite exciting. So this is one of the two topics that I want to just pause on. It's fostering a savings culture and breaking generational poverty. So this conference is not just a meeting place of technocrats and. Uh, captains of industry speaking regulation in terms that we don't understand. No, I personally, I'm a mine worker. Okay. I believe if something is important, it must be simple enough for me to understand. But this topic about fostering a savings culture will go to the heart of why we invest in retirement. I have a responsibility as a member of a fund to work with the infrastructure of the fund. If the fund is designed to say, I must run until 65 for me to maximize my returns, I should stay in that fund or find a fund that can help me run until 65. I mustn't interject the process at 30 because I change jobs and then I buy myself an Amarok. So no, no, no offense to all the Amarokers. <laughs> but this fostering of a savings culture, we want to reach the heart and mind of our people trustees involved, uh, trustees as well as members, to say it's about you and I doing the right thing. And we want to break generational poverty. So we want to address some of, some of these paradigms that our members have, that our trustees have, everybody has, regarding poverty and how do we break poverty? What's the role of retirement or your retirement benefit in that whole cycle? Is it your little hidden nest egg there? Or, you know, are there other ways to deal with it? So that's, that's a panel discussion. It will be very awesome. And then this one I want to stop on is the optimizing fund objectives in a digital age. This will be led by Sophie. It'll be awesome. This is one of the most exciting topics for me. Why we are moving, well, we are in Industrial Revolution 4.0. And we are moving towards five point something. And I am thinking to myself, have we transitioned that the world is moving forward? And for us as a country, as a retirement industry, to position ourselves in terms of comp competition, or not even competition, but just to be relevant. Have we thought about digitizing? What does it look like for a fund? What does it look like for a member? Do we all have smartphones? Is it only a phone that can facilitate digitization? What does it mean? You know, positioning ourselves for the future. So I'm so passionate about it because I feel like Africa, sometimes we get left behind, not because the world is so much, the other world is so much better, but maybe because we just don't ask ourselves questions that other people are asking themselves. Okay, so that's a good one. So yeah, I, I really want to emphasize those two. And then we're going to have where to from here, as I mentioned before. And in 2024, we will continue with the conversation. So I really want the participants to take away as much as they can but the key point is collaboration. Arfin is a bridge. Let's continue to talk. Let's continue to engage power brokers. And let's make the changes and the pauses where we should. What would success for this conference look like for Arfin? If I can own that question, I would say um, success for me for this conference would be if I can hear at least one member on the ground, not a trustee, but a member on the ground talk about it, say that, you know what, I heard of a conference and they were discussing retirement, the retirement fund industry, and they mentioned something that really was interesting to me. Or if somebody could just ask a question, if Arfin would get phone calls of people saying there was something discussed there 
What does it mean? How can I get involved? Or can you give me more information? So that would be success for me if we can widen this conversation about the retirement fund industry and make a difference in people taking ownership because our fund says our retirement, our responsibility. We need ownership from all stakeholders. So that would be success for me.